Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sundays we celebrate the risen Jesus. But today I could count only five people celebrating in the house. Jesus is not dead. He is alive. And he is interceding for you in heaven. Give a shout offering unto the Lord. Yes. Our Jesus is alive. Amen. Because he is alive, we have hope. And because we have hope, we are winners and we are champions. Hallelujah. Another mighty one unto the Holy Ghost. Yes, he is our strength. 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 Yes, he is our captain. And he leads us to win the battle. Hallelujah. Amen. I have good news for you. And the good news is that tomorrow we are starting our fasting and prayer. Give a mighty one unto the Lord. Yes. That's a very good news. Amen. Tomorrow we're beginning a one week program of making of champions. I know we all want to be champions. And so we're going to be part of this wonderful program. This time we're meeting at dawn and in the evenings. Amen. After the message, I'll give you the details for the program. Today, I want to talk about a topic that is scarcely discussed in the body of Christ. And as I look into my own diary, I found that I talked about this subject 15 years ago. And today I want to talk about it. Shall we turn our Bibles as we rise to our feet? To the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs. If you came with have Bible, no amount of tongues can save you this morning. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 15. Who has a King James Version? Any King James Version? You are all modern. Yes. This is the old Christian. He has the King James. Yes. Please read the King James Version for us. Uh, Brother Abbey, yes. Proverbs 19.15 Proverbs chapter 19 verse 15. Yes. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep. Yes. And an idle soul shall suffer anger. Praise the Lord. The New version says, laziness induces deep sleep, and a lazy person will go hungry. Shall we pray? Father, we bless you for your word. We pray that you throw light onto your word, and you stay in us by your spirit, the desire to shed off anything that goes contrary, Lord, to your purpose for our lives. Holy Spirit, grant understanding and grant resolution. We thank you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. This morning I want to talk about the sin of slothfulness. The sin of slothfulness. It is hardly considered a sin. And so many of us keep sinning and sinning and sinning. And if we are not careful, we become sin, sin, sin. May the Lord help us. We're talking about the book of Proverbs, which is a book mainly ascribed to Solomon because 
Solomon is the principal author of this book. He wrote many wisdom and wise sayings in his relationship with God when he was young and when he was old. And so the purpose of this book is to teach people how to attain wisdom and discipline and a prudent life. And not only that, but also how to do what is right and just and fair. And so as we read the book of Proverbs, the will the wisdom book is teaching us how to do the right thing. He exposes and teach, teaches us how to do the right thing. And the kind of wisdom that proverb teaches is not fleshly wisdom uh, and prudence, but it is a wisdom based on the fear of the Lord. Some Bible teachers consider slothfulness as not so much a sin, not so much a danger as compared to the previous time. But as we study the Bible, we get to know that uh, it is one of the greatest sins even today. And that is the sin of slothfulness, the sin of laziness. Let me first attempt to define what slothfulness is. What is slothfulness? The Webster's Dictionary defines sloth as a disinclination. I want you to listen carefully. Disinclination to action or labor. When you used to be inclined to something and now you become disinclined to something, you are walking the path of slothfulness. Any action that you used to do Anything that you used to do, but now you are not inclined. You don't feel like doing it. It doesn't push you. You, you see it at ignoring it as normal. Sluggishness. That is, even if you do it, you do it lackadastically, lazily, leisurely. Then another meaning is laziness. That is, being lazy about something and then idleness when you find yourself doing nothing and yet you know that you have something to do and you ignore that something to do you are becoming idle and indolence that is lazy being good for nothing may the Lord help us in theological language slothfulness carries with it, the idea of not only laziness in spiritual things, but apathy and inactivity in the practice of our Christian life. Apathy and inactivity in the practice of our Christian life. Tell someone, today this message is going to pin me. Tell someone. It's not coming. Tell the one next to you that this message is going to pin me. But I will take it like that and change. Hallelujah. So today I've come with two good news. The first news is about <laughs> the prayer and fasting. And the second news is about revealing the sins we have ignored. And that is the sin of slothfulness. Turn to another person. Tell him it's going to be good today for me. Hallelujah. The Bible has a lot to say about this deadening, damning sin of slothfulness. In Proverbs 19, 15, as we have read, the King James says, slothfulness casted into a deep sleep and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. May the Lord forbid that you fall into that trap because it is dangerous. Let's look at Proverbs 21-25. Proverbs 21-25. The desire of the slothful killeth him for his hands refuse to labor. 
The desire of the slothful killed him, for his hands refused to labor. Now, the Bible is telling us that this, this kind of sin engenders a negative kind of life, which is stagnant, ineffective, and which renders a person unworthy to be called a follower of Jesus Christ. It's dangerous. Slothfulness does not make us worthy to be called followers of Jesus Christ. Spiritual laziness is not only a sin against God, but it is a sin against yourself. As you engage in laziness, as you engage in slothfulness, you sin against God and you sin against yourself. Why? Because it measures the distance between you and God. Laziness, slothfulness measures the distance between you and God. It tells you how far you have gone away from God. And so if you are able to overcome, you are, you are, you are walking on slothfulness. Slothfulness is not taking control over you. It measures, it tells you how close you are with God. May this be your portion in Jesus' name. I didn't hear that. May this be your portion in Jesus' name. And so, not only that, Slothfulness also measures what you can be and what you are now. What you can be and what you are. Which means that slothfulness drains us off from off our maximum capacity of doing something. If you are a student, slothfulness can cause you not to reach your highest potential. There are students who are not necessarily bad, but because of their laziness, they are not able to hit their, their, their maximum. But if they can arise and overcome this laziness, you'll find them soaring higher and higher. In the same way, uh, if we talk about spiritual growth, it is not that all believers or most believers uh, cannot grow spiritually but our growth is stifled because we have caught in we are caught in the web of slothfulness if there is any web around your spiritual life may it be broken this morning so that you can come out beautiful like a butterfly from its cocoon stage and to fly to your highest point because slothfulness steals your capacity to achieve. If you want to be a champion and you are slothful, you can never be a champion. But you have been called to be a champion. Championness is embedded in you. But if it cannot come out, then it is because you have been caught in the web of slothfulness such that you are not able to do the things you must do to reach your maximum potential as a champion. May the Lord help us. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 5, verse 14. Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. The slothful is dead. A lazy person is a spiritually let me say, comatose person. The person is in coma. But, Paul says, arise from the dead. Arise from your sleep. And Christ shall give thee light. You shall receive the kind of light that will enable you to soar higher and higher. If we look at the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30. Not only was the diligent servant, were the diligent servant rewarded, told that you are faithful servant and something added to their talent. But there was judgment for the slothful. Why was he slothful? He was caught in a state of inactivity. The talent that was offered him, 
He buried it and wasted his years, wasted his months, wasted his days, wasted his weeks. And so nothing came out of it. When the master came, even though he gave the master back the seed he had given him, but the master said, bind him and cast him into uh, outer darkness where unprofitable people are kept. The reason is that he did not do what was expected of him. And so slothfulness can be considered as dangerous as murder, as dangerous as idolatry, as dangerous as immorality. And by strophiness, we are placed on the same category. Today, if the Lord sees you as slothful, may the Holy Spirit help you to have a change of mind. A determination within you that I will arise from my slumber. I will wake up and do the things that I have ignored in the past. The Bible says, consider the former things. How did you begin the year? How did you begin the year? You began the year with fire. I can bet that about 95% of us, if not 99% of us, began the year with a vigor, with a strength. But as the year traveled, now we are in our sixth month. It seems that many of us have been drained. It's like a battle that is not charged. As you keep using and using and using and using, you find that the light becomes dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and very soon it will be extinct. May the Lord forbid that we will be spiritually extinct. That is why you are hearing what the Lord wants you to hear. Hallelujah. Now, this man in Matthew 25 refused to undertake the responsibility that the master expected from him. Have we also considered the sin of the ten virgins? The five virgins, the five foolish virgins. We know the story. They were waiting for the bridegroom. And when he kept delaying, the five wise ones took extra oil. They went the extra mile, took extra oil. But the five foolish ones took things for granted. You see, slothfulness begins when we begin to take the things we use to cherish so much for granted. If you take things for granted, you, you slide into slothfulness. And before you are aware, you might be fast asleep in the things that you used to do. The Lord help us to wake up and to do that which is required of us. Now, the five wise ones took extra oil and the five foolish ones took no extra oil. But, that is Matthew 25. If you read the 12 verse, when the five went downtown, resolved that now we must go and get extra oil. Now we must do what we should have done before. When they got the oil and came back, time was not on their side. And so in verse 12, what did the master say? Verse 12. But he answered and said, Verily, you see, whenever King James uses verily, it means he's serious. Truly, truly, there is no room to, to compromise. Truly, I say unto you, I know you not. I know you not. I don't know you. If the believer wallows in slothfulness for long, it won't be long Jesus will say, I know you not. The Holy Spirit will say, I know you not because you are not my friend. You don't call me. You don't talk to me. You don't relate with me. And so you are not my friend. May the Lord forbid that this will happen to us. Amen. 
The slothful take things for granted. The slothful overlook things. The slothful keep procrastinating things that must be done now. Even now as I speak, and as we hear that we are starting our fast tomorrow, the sloth will say, let me postpone it, that I will begin mine on Wednesday. I'll begin mine on Tuesday. But the Bible says you must all say one thing. We must have one belief. If we are saying we're calling upon the Lord for the Lord to intervene on our behalf. If God is calling us to do so, then there is nothing like procrastinating. Uh, I, have, I have a small piece of I've been crying in the fridge. Let me finish it by tomorrow. Tomorrow it will be it will be gone. So let me die that one. After that, then I can begin my fast. No. If you have that mind, change it now. Tell somebody it's not good to do that. It's not good to do that. Change your mind. Hallelujah. There are some believers who have not advanced in life because they keep procrastinating. Every period, when the time is about to come, oh, I am not ready. Let me push it to the other time. He, when the time is about to come, something will crop in and say, I am not ready. A slothful person is an indisciplined person. Hello? From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent take it by weakness, by slothfulness. Take it by what? By force. A serious Christian does not procrastinate. Especially as we enter the month of June. And the rains will be setting in. And then at dawn there is a little drizzling. And yet you have been called to come and meet the Lord. Will you or will you not? Don't answer me. The answer belongs to you. Will you procrastinate? Oh, we just started. I will start mine on Tuesday. Every first day of our program, people push theirs to the next day. God have mercy. As we do that, we tell God we are not serious with him. Garbage in, garbage out. If you are not serious with him, he will also not be serious with you. But if you start being serious with him, God will be serious with you. Hallelujah. My prayer is that for this program, we have serious-minded believers who are ready to take something from God, who are ready to transform their lives. Remember, it is you and God that makes something happen. Hello? God can do it. But when you do not do your part and God does it, you will have no testimony. And so God wants you to do your part. To rise up. Don't give an excuse. It's raining. I can't come to church. It's this. It's that. It's that. Slothfulness can destroy and can deny us those things that God has already prophesied into our lives. To some, we are not seeing the things God has said because of our attitude towards what God has already said. The seed is already there, but it's up to you to rise and do the things that you must do so that it will bear fruit and you will be a living testimony unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the attitude of slothfulness is seen in procrastinating. How many of us have never fallen into the trap of procrastination? We have all done it. 
But when it becomes perpetual, I'm happy there's no one called perpetual in this room for this morning. Is there any perpetual in the house? If the attitude becomes perpetual, then you are draining that which God has said about your life. Laziness is killing Christians. Believers are slothful about their witnessing of Christ. Isaiah chapter 56 verse 10. Isaiah 56 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are dumb dogs. They cannot back. Sleeping. Lying down. Loving to slumber. May this never be part of you. Hallelujah. He's talking about the watchman. The watchman of Christ is not only the pastor or the elder. The watchman of Christ are believers. You and I. And his watchmen are blind. Spiritually blind. If there is an opportunity to witness for Christ, we either see it or not see it. And even if we see it, we walk over it, we brush it aside. It's not necessary. You sit by a person in a car and you will never talk about Jesus Christ. But the topic you will raise for conversation is Liverpool and Manchester. And Manchester and, uh, 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 and, and uh, what do you call them? Chelsea. And then you can chat from here to Accra. There is another dangerous weapon that causes us to be slothful, and that is the danger of WhatsApp. Not long ago in Accra, a student was knocked down by a car. He died out of WhatsApp. He was walking and WhatsApping. You are blind. You are walking and WhatsApping. How can you see what is coming? It's good to have a Bible on our phones. But I dare say the devil has trapped us. That we defend ourselves that the Bible is on my phone so that wherever I get to, I can read it. But the question is, do you read the Bible on your phone? Tell me the truth. When WhatsApp is there, when Facebook is there, when Yahoo Messenger is there, when Twitter is there, that all these media, social media appliances are on your phone. The devil has a very... The, the, the Bible will have a very soft voice and they will be shouting loud. Respond to the chat. Check the Facebook. Do this, do that. And you can chat on, the face, on, the, on, on your phone from here to Kumasi to Accra. And you would not have opened a page in the Bible, yet the Bible is on the phone. That is a mark of spiritual slothfulness. May God save us from it. And now what is even worse is the kumkumbagia. The kumkumbagia is kumkumalizing Christians. Tuesday, count to the Bible study and you can count the number of people the Bible study. And yet, we console ourselves, we come to church on Sunday. We come to pray on Tuesday. Don't deceive yourself. God is serious because we are in the last days. The devil is very aggressive. He will use something so subtle that when you are drifting away from the fire of God, you cannot see it. When you are drifting away from the hand of God, you cannot see it. Because it looks like you have committed no sin. I've not drunk. I've not gone into any form of immorality. When I got up, I sprinkled my pillow 
with two minutes of prayer. The colleagues will say asperges. You will sprinkle it with, with a little prayer. And when it is time to sleep, you have used the best of your day. And when you say, oh God, I thank you for this day. <sighs> you yawn. And you yawn. And if you are a married man, before you are aware, they are waking you up. Get to bed. Sleep on the bed. Because you knelt by your bed and you were sleeping. God help us. Hallelujah. It must be told. It must be exposed. Because it is draining believers. It, it is making us spiritually weak. It is making us spiritually dry. May the Lord cause you to arise and stand. And be a light. For him. The story is told. In Russia. That those days. When Christians. Were not free. To worship. There was a gathering. And the speaker was. I think a lady. But one lady came to sing. All Christians were on the ground. Nobody wanted to show up as a Christian. And the gathering was not a gathering for Christians. But this lady came. Exposed the song. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus. Ye soldiers of the cross. When he said we cannot allow ourselves to be caught in. By the political system and structure of Russia. He sang. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. And at the end of the song, all the people rose up. We will arise and build the kingdom of God in Russia. Hallelujah. May this be your person. That as we, you listen to this message, may you rise up. You are a champion who have been called in. You have been made a dwarf. But when you rise, the devil you know will know that God has remnants in these last days. Hallelujah. And may you be part of that remnant. Hallelujah. Slothfulness is denying us. Slothfulness is killing us. Let's look at Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Romans chapter 12 verse 11. Not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Not slothful in business. Christian life is business. Christian life is what? Business. We are in a battle with the devil. The devil is seeking to gather people unto himself. And we are seeking to gather people unto our Lord. And so it's a business. It's a battle. It's a fight. If you take one and the devil takes three, he's winning. But if you take three and the devil takes one, he's losing. Hallelujah. Uh, Rambonki in his book, Populating Heaven and Plundering Hell, reveals how the kingdom of God is so strong that if the children of God can rise up, we will depopulate hell and populate heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is calling us to arise. And not be slothful. Amen. The second area of slothfulness. Is being slothful. In our worship. And acts of worship. Our worship and acts of worship. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Look, Galatians says, if we are in Christ, then we are Abraham's seed. And we are heir of the promise. Through Christ, every promise spoken to the people of Israel apart from the geographical location of Israel can be your portion. But, if we are slothful and not following with faith and patience, you see, 
what I see here is that if a believer is thoughtful, he has no faith. The faith is dead. And when faith is dead, patience is also dead. With God, we need faith. And that faith works through our patience. The act of being patient with God until his promise is fulfilled is faith. But if you are slothful, you will always want fast track. Because everything is becoming fast. We have fast food. Fast what? Fast everything. These days, soup is even packaged in the paper. It's good for bachelors. But for the married one, I'm quite there. And I say, not in paper. What it means is that slothfulness can make you ignore the acts of worship. When it's time to serve God, praise God, you feel reluctant. Why? Because the soul is cast down. It's like cold water has been poured upon you. And so when a leader comes, the worship leader must try and spark you. It's like a car that has been sparked for long and the battle has drained down. You open the ignition and you spark. It is not that the car is spoiled, but the battle has now has run down. Somebody must charge his battle this week. You didn't hear me. Somebody must charge his battle this week because your spiritual car is down. But your car is a brand new car. Tear rubber. The Holy Spirit in you is tear rubber. Brand new. But the car is not moving because the battle is weak. May you rise up and charge your battle. Slothfulness make us ignore prayer. Prayer becomes painful. I say in the Christian life, the easiest thing in the Christian life is prayer. The most difficult thing in the Christian life is putting this down and sitting by the Bible and doing this and studying, asking the Holy Spirit to talk to you. Sometimes going for references, that is the most difficult thing. But with prayer, the moment you get in his prayer, when you come and the, you have not even heard the topic, you start blasting. You have not heard the topic. You don't know what the leader is asking you to pray about. But you know that the Holy Spirit in you, when you start speaking in tongues, addresses the issue that is at hand. And so it is easy. But the Holy Ghost will not put your bottles down and cause you to steady. Some of us, we have our devotion and it is like, it is like, it is like a taxi driver who is up and ready for customers. Very fast. Very, very fast. At the end, if you even ask yourself, what was the text for my devotion, you can't even remember. True or false? Don't worry, we've been there before, so we know what we are talking. May the Lord help us. Jesus is building champions in his church. He's building giants. He's building winners. And if this can come to pass, then we must all kick against the spirit of slothfulness. The spirit of laziness. Martin Luther in one of his sermons made this illustration. He says the devil was having an anniversary and all the demons came around. Everybody was giving a testimony about what it has done in the world. And there was a group of demons who came and said, 
We kill the Christians. We kill them. We slaughter them through accidents, through sickness, through this. The Satan was silent. He looked at them and he said, Foolish demons. You allowed them to go to the Amica very fast. Foolish demons. Then a group of demons came. We were able to enter their lives and make them so slothful that they have no desire for prayer. They have no desire to study the word of God. They had no desire to even go to church. And yet they called themselves Christian. And Satan got up and shook them. They all belong to me because they are not practicing their faith. You have done well. What was Martin Luther trying to say? He was saying that slothfulness, laziness in spiritual things causes the enemy to have an upper hand over us. May the Lord help us. You see, the sin of slothfulness seemed so harmless, so innocent, yet its venom is more deadly to the spirit of man than some of the most hideous sins men are addicted to. It's deadly. It's very, very dangerous. Slothful of thousands of people about going to church. The desire to be in church when we became born again is not the same desire. Our expectation, you see, sometimes coming to the coming to church is not a problem, but the kind of expectation, the kind of preparation, the kind of openness you have in coming to church makes the difference. If we come expecting to meet Jesus, Jesus will show up unto us. But if we come as a means of occupying our time, as a means of covering up for people to know that we have come, then we are losing a lot. That is a mark of slothfulness. There is slothfulness in our prayer life. When 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says pray without ceasing, it says being in an attitude of prayer. It is difficult for believers to meditate and even to pray. May the Lord help us that we can break this cycle of slothfulness. Finally, finally, we must be careful not be, to be slothful in our Bible reading. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 2 says, Desire the, uh, uh, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. That ye may grow thereby. Are you growing? Are you growing? Are you indeed studying your Bible? Sometimes when I say this, and believers laugh. When you come from service, there are some Christians when they come from service on Sunday, they close their Bibles and they only pick their Bibles when another Sunday is in. And when they pick their Bibles, they will just try to clean the dust of their Bibles. But if you read your Bible daily, you don't need to clean it. Do you agree with me? If you always read your Bible, you don't need to clean it because your hand will always do the cleaning for you. There will be no room for dust even to settle on it because it is in your hand almost always. But why is it that we cannot do that? And this church, this is the secret of greatness. Have so much of the word in you. If you have so much of the word in you, you have so much of God in you. And when the time comes, the Holy Spirit will have no difficulty fighting on your behalf. 
Everything that we need is in the word. Everything that we need is in the word. I remember many years back before I got to know the Lord because of the kind of religion I was in I looked down upon Christians. I felt that the Bible was for weak-minded people. Why? Because very few portions of the Bible are misquoted and misinterpreted in that religion such that you look down on Christianity. Until one day I met the Lord. God has his own way of calling people unto himself. To some people, God must show himself clear to them. Other than that, they will never change. And I am part of those people because with Christianity, my mind was so doubtful about Christianity. Like it is for, uh, I thought it was for Sunday school children, babies. Until I met the Lord. And from that day, it was as if scales have been removed from my eyes. And when I read the Bible, I have understanding. It meant so much to me. And my eyes were filled with tears. Are these truths in the Bible? And yet I condemn the Bible. When you spend time with God, God takes you deeper into his word. Because his spirit, his power is in his word. And the more you desire to have the word in you, the more the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to great truths. These days, we are more interested in prophecy than the word. But the word of God is a whole prophecy by itself. As you read and study the word, God speaks to you. And that is prophecy. God will speak his mind to you. And when God has something special for you in his word, he throws light onto that word. And he stirs up something within you in that verse. Sometimes it can be a phrase in the verse. And that phrase will lead you into serious prayer. And when you are up, my God, you know, something is burning inside you. We have weak Christians all around today. May Lord help us to overcome slothfulness. Steady in the word. Steady in the word. Steady and steady and steady. I remember years back. I was sitting in my Valanda studying my Bible and a friend came to me. He said he had stood there for 15 minutes just looking at me. I never knew there was somebody by me until he made a noise and called me. Then he asked me, How about summer? I didn't know what I was doing, but I had so much desire for the word. You see, if you study the word and you have enough of the word in you, sometimes your prayer becomes very short. Because inside of you, there is fire already. And so every word that comes out of your mouth is fire. God has not called us to be weak Christians. He has called us to be strong men and women in spirit. But what is draining us is spiritual laziness. Spiritual slothfulness. May the Lord help us come out of this situation. I end by quoting James chapter 4 verse 17. James chapter 4 verse 17. Shall we all read from the screen? Ready, go. It's not a palatable text, so you, you didn't read it well. But you read again. 
Let's go. Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. It is not that we don't know. We know what to do. But out of laziness, out of slothfulness, we ignore it. And James is saying, if you know what to do, what is good, and you don't do it, it is what? It is sin. And all sinners shall add where? In hellfire. You don't deserve hellfire. You are too handsome, too beautiful to go with the devil. The devil is an ugly caricature. You have no relationship with him. Therefore, rise up and be strong. Be bold and march forward. And God will cause you to see the light of day. Shall we bow our heads? I want you to talk to him. Talk to the Lord. You know your situation. You know your situation. If you are standing, you know. If you are not, you know. Shape us, let your world go. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For revealing unto us, O God, the sin that we have not thought of. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to come out of the web of slothfulness. If there is any limitation placed on us, if there is any spirit of heaviness working against us, making us weak and slothful, Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, may you deliver us and may you save us. Cause us to rise. Now that we know what is good, help us to do it. Spirit of God, strengthen us and make us giants. 